With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Tom and Mike Pritchard. Now here's your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a welcome inside of the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line, presented by DraftKings. Femi and Bebefe alongside Mike Palm, our VP of Operations here at the Circa Resort and Casino. And Mike, how are we doing today? I mean, now this is the Friday after the Super Bowl. Kind of the uh, the calm has, has returned to Las Vegas after what a week last week was. There was Super Bowl 58 Chiefs over the 49ers, but... How you doing? Is it better? What you betting on? What's been going on here over these last handful of days? Well, um, I, I still think there's a glow in the city uh, for yeah. what an event that was and, and how well it was put on. And, and Nothing but off. high praises from everyone. Right. It, it really was. I didn't hear one person who came to Las Vegas for the event, whether it was an NFL official, whether it was media, whether it was just fans coming in, that really had anything to complain about, um, which was... Um, much different than the F1 experience. So hopefully this will this this will be part of a three or four year rotation for Las Vegas. And I'm sure they'll be back before the decade ends. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Now we're focusing on really for me, I, I'm not really a great NBA better. I don't do a lot of it focusing on college basketball and hockey uh, yeah. at this time of the year. And uh, we had a tremendous moment in women's college basketball last night as Caitlin Clark. Good. Passed our own Kelsey Plum, Las Vegas, two-time champion and, and kind of a diva symbol here, right? A sex symbol in she, Las Vegas. She's a Husky, right? Washington Husky, yeah. man. It's Plum Dog Millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> she passes the all-time record with a shot from the logo last night. And I, I was surprised here. 80% of the people that were in the book, and it wasn't full, uh, let, let's make that clear, mm-hmm. were here to watch Iowa and to watch, watch her break the record. So congrats to her. She didn't get an extra year. Cheryl swoops. She did it. She did it in 12 less games than Kelsey Plum did it. You know, she's not shooting 40 times a day. Kim Mulkey Robertson. Oh wait, Robertson's gone now. I guess it's Kim Mulkey again. She shoots 22 times a game. Dawn Staley, the officials, not because of the officials. Everybody's just so wants to put an asterisk by this poor girl. But when you got Fox putting her on prime time on Saturday, they're drawing 2 million people to watch a women's college basketball game, which is stunning to me. I I watched the game. It was a couple of weeks ago. They played Ohio State. That Mm. was on uh, NBC, I believe it was. And it was like Sunday afternoon, like a pretty good time slot there. It's been remarkable what she's been able to do. She only needed eight points last night. She ended up scoring 49 as Iowa beat Michigan 106 to 89. But uh, they did not cover, by the way. They did not. It was 19 and a half. It opened 18 here. 
close 20 and a half. So we, we got we got the money. You got the money. Michigan, great teams cover there. But, but I mean, what she's been able to do for the sport. I mean, this isn't just this year. This goes back a couple of years now. Obviously, last yeah. year going all the way to the national title game, they lost to LSU. But what she's been doing this year in this pursuit of history and, and everybody wants to know, can they actually win the national title? Clark has been, I'm sure from a betting handle standpoint, I mean, it's been wonderful for the women's game that people have just been more interested, which interest, of course, drives handle. I remember back when I was first betting, when I was in my, you know, and you would only get numbers posted on tournament games for women. Yep. And now you get them posted every night, right? Yeah. Especially all the top 25 games. So um, I think South Carolina is probably, I know Boston's, but even might be even better than they were last year. This is it's a really, crazy. Dawn Staley's built a juggernaut there. Um, we'll see if she can make a run and her team can make a run again. Um, but they're, they're actually tied for second in the Big Ten right now with Indiana and Ohio State's on top. Mm. Ohio State now ranks second. It's a real good conference for women's basketball. I thought when C. Vivian Stringer left that that program would fall and you know, she went to she went to Rutgers. But Lisa Bluter's come in and now brought it back to great heights. So certainly has been great for that. And now will it translate to the WNBA TV yeah. ratings, attendance um, and uh, and handle in the book? Um, as Elliot, our producer, points out, probably headed to the Indiana Fever with the number one pick. Yep, uh, 100%. I don't see how they pick anybody else but Caitlin Clark. I mean, I think Fever fans might uh, riot if that were the case. So she now has 3,569 career points and counting 49 of them last week. But you uh, she's had also, some observations as well. She's also fifth all-time in assists. Think about that. It's remarkable. Not only the scoring, she's fifth all-time NCAA career in assists, might finish fourth as well as first in scoring. So truly revolutionary when you think about the women that that put their mark on the game and, and won Olympic titles and things like that and won multiple yeah. national championships. Obviously, getting a ring uh, here would be very important in March for her legacy. Well, that's the big thing, right? It's like because they're likely going to run into South Carolina again, who they beat last year, by the way. They beat yeah. South Carolina in the, in the final four, but ultimately losing to LSU. South Carolina is going to be the team that's standing in their way. They're undefeated right now at 23 and 0. I think it's, it's shaping up, honestly, Mike, like. The women's college basketball game has a lot more juice than the men's does right now, for me at least. Like I, I just think like the, the teams that you have at the top of the women's game mm-hmm. and the men's game obviously has some blue, like UConn's back the national title winners and all of that stuff, but there's just the, the players are not good. I'll just flat out say it. Like it's it's a bad draft. A lot of people have been talking about. There's no high end talent there in the. I think the top five picks might all come from the G League. There's just nobody that really drives you to watch men's college basketball versus the women's game. I mean, Caitlin Clark is the biggest star in all of college basketball, men or women. You make a great point there, Femi. Um, and 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 also. Um, it's hard to get a consistency in the men's game, right? I mean, UConn's been very good, but it's UConn, it's Purdue, and, yeah. and then teams take turns losing. Nobody seems to be able to win on the road in these conference games, right? It's really, no. it's really tough. So um, we'll see. But you're right. There is, there, there is a lot more juice in the women's game, which I don't know if we'd have ever said that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would what would be more likely a Super Bowl in Las Vegas or the women's college game having more juice than the men's? Hey, well, we got both of them. How this about year. that parlay? <laughs> yeah, it pays out pretty well. Uh, we'll see if we can catch those tickets. Did you see though? Uh, in, in addition to this, Caitlin Clark's storyline. Did you see the tweet from Holly Roche? She tweeted it last night. She said that Iowa head coach Lisa Bluter said that the Michigan players all wrote Caitlin Clark a note tonight kind of lauding them for their class in defeat and losing the game. What did you make of that? Because like I, I saw that and I was like, what, what, what are we doing here? Like, I get that she made history, but this is also your competitor. 
like, 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 isn't competition something here to where you should at least have some sort of pride and take pride in trying to stop her or slow her down? Wow. Like, she just put 49 points on your head and you're asking, thank you for letting us share the court with you. Like, what are we doing? Well, it's a historic moment. I, I, and at the same time, I think there was another fight in women's college basketball last night. They knocked a woman into the stands. The fans got involved with some sort of malice at the palace thing in one of these small conference games. Uh, <laughs> it was. I just saw a video of it last night. So it, it's really interesting, though. You know, they had a 17-point lead in, at Nebraska at Lincoln on, on Sunday, I believe. Mm-hmm. And she needed eight points. In the and, fourth quarter. And didn't score. Nope. And they lost the game. And it was, oh, they didn't want her to get it because they wanted her to get it in Iowa City on, on Thursday night and all that. That game, that loss at Nebraska may be key in the in – the, not only in the Big Ten, but they might not even get the the two seed here. Uh, it depends mm-hmm. on on how things flush out with Indiana. But uh, um, it would have been interesting if she broke it on the road. What the the reaction would have been in the moment for those visiting fans? Yeah. I think you'd have gotten chairs and stuff just because it's it's a it's a massive moment there. I just found it a little strange that the players were whether it was before the game or after the game. I don't know which one is worse. To be quite honest, <laughs> I, I I honestly hope that it was maybe it was afterwards because beforehand, if you do that beforehand, right in notes to the player, you've already lost the game before you even tip off. Like that to me would be a little bit strange. But I guess classy by Michigan. But I don't know. I I I, I think that if, if if there's a competitor out there, there's a way to go ahead and recognize what they did without like bowing at their feet and doing all that stuff here. But hey. I, I don't run the Michigan program, so that's not me. They acknowledge what she's done for the game that they play. I guess so. But hey, there's ways to do it than it, writing a love letter. It reminds <laughs> me a little bit. Now, this is not the right comparison. I know mm-hmm. you're a big Hubert Davis fan. But <laughs> hey, Carolina is pretty good. You know, at the ACC tournament each year, they, they do a thing where they induct people into the legends of the ACC. Mm-hmm. And five years after Dean Smith retired, he got to go out there as one of the legends that year. I believe it was in Charlotte. There was an eight minute standing ovation from him from all teams in the league eight minutes eight minutes acknowledging what you know they had competed against for 40 years but i thought that was a a very special and and significant moment still uh in acc basketball yeah but but that's a little bit different though just it's after the fact in the moment they never would i wonder if if shashevsky will get eight seconds when he becomes a legend of the ACC. Quiet, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that was unacceptable tonight. <laughs> we love you, Coach K. <laughs> but it is an interesting time, though, in, the, in hoops. Obviously, we'll talk more uh, about college basketball coming up a little bit later on. We have two guests on our program 45 minutes from now. Our buddy Sean Merriman lights out. Former NFL All-Pro linebacker. He's going to join us to yeah. discuss the NFL. He had a tweet about Steve Wilkes yesterday that had uh, yeah. got plenty of pushback. So yeah. it'll be interesting to talk about that with him. It's an interesting decision <laughs> for the 49ers made moving on from their defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes we'll ask Sean Merriman about that a little bit later in this hour then in hour number two 215 Eastern 1115 Pacific our buddy Michael Calabrese college basketball betting analyst over at the Action Network will join us to make sense of the top of college basketball and we'll get a a look at tomorrow's card as well now that these Saturday cards conference play we're in the thick of it these cards are going to get bigger and bigger as we approach March here just just a couple weeks away. Are you ready for the madness? A couple weeks away from March? I need to breathe. Breathe a little bit, then get ready yeah. for the madness. Um, I'm very excited because now awards markets are opening up. All these future mm. markets. I mean, are you going to start delving in already? Buddy. We know this is this is your wheelhouse here, Femi. <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> we, don't, we have not placed any bets, but uh, we are still glowing in the, uh, the NFL honors last Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> we had a text thread with our buddy Pritch, and as the awards were coming through, 
the excitement just grew more. I should have let and you. I should. I should have let you bet D'Amico with me. I should say I felt bad. I tried I, to get you I, to bet D'Amico. I'll let you bet I, it with I, you. I, I stood firm. I said I'm not betting D'Amico. If he beats me, he beats me. Guess what? Didn't beat me. It's like finding thirty thousand dollars and under that trash can down there, whatever the number was. I know. I know you were heavily, 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 heavily involved in Stefanski. I tell you what, I might change my name to Stefanski after last Thursday. It, it was a fun NFL season, but you did mention we do have those awards. MVP is already up at DraftKings. Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year. My favorite market, known to mankind, NFL Coach of the Year. All these markets are up. Maybe we'll get into those throughout the day here, but we'll discuss some of the more NFL headlines from throughout this week here. Because, hey, NFL keeps moving. Even though we're done with the Super Bowl, we keep moving and grooving. We have all the markets up for a Super Bowl next year, by the way. They, they were up before that game kicked <laughs> on like Sunday. Conference yeah. Championship Sunday, those markets were up. But uh, we can dive into all of that. And we will, as we continue here, just getting warmed up on the Lombardi line on this Friday here presented by DraftKings. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here's your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
If you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get our daily best bets emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming college hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. Visit VEASAN.com slash pro to subscribe today. That's VSIN.com slash pro. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings. He's Mike Palm. I'm Femi Abebefe. Uh, Sean Merriman, former NFL All-Pro linebacker for the Chargers. Lights out. will be joining us in about 15 minutes. We'll ask him about Steve Wilson and what he thinks about his Chargers coming up in 2024. Jim Harbaugh, now the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. But we wanted to take this segment to not take a victory lap because we've been doing that for about a week now. I can't do any more victory laps. I'm, I'm my, my legs are actually tired. Elliot, can we get a Heisman honest. recap at some point in an hour or two? I'd like a Heisman <laughs> recap. Do, I, 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 I did take a look. The Heisman markets are up as well. Maybe sometime oh, in the God. summer we'll get into the Heisman. Human first down. <laughs> now we got to talk about him in the NFL. Uh, but the, the NFL honors was was wonderful. Anybody out there who tweeted at me, honestly, thank you for the support and all of that stuff. We appreciate all of it there. I know my Pump, this is driving you crazy. But we have to turn the page. I was very happy for you. I, I'd like to ask you about <laughs> please the 25 to 1 on Will Anderson. Yep. When did you make that bet? New Year's Eve. Really? It was still that high because that, I saw that on the ticket, but I thought you may have made it earlier than that. No, it was New Year's Eve. It was he had, he was just coming back from the injury because he okay. missed a couple of weeks yeah. in December. So yeah. it was honestly, it was a little bit of yeah. like a flyer. Just like, hey, yeah. 25 to 1. I don't think Carter's good enough to like be this big of a favorite. Let's just take a flyer on a guy who might be able to beat him. So, uh, yeah, end up getting lucky that he got two sacks in the game that I took him right before he went 25 to one. And the rest is sort of history there. So that was a nice cash on Will Anderson. But MVP for next season, as we turn it to, to, to what people can actually bet on right now over at DraftKings, the favorite Patrick Mahomes at plus 600, Josh Allen plus 700, Joe Burrow. He makes his return. He's at plus 900. Lamar, the reigning MVP is at 10 to one. Jordan Love, Brock Purdy, Justin Herbert at 12, CJ Stroud, 14, Hertz and Dak at 15, Tua, 18, Rodgers. He makes his return for the Jets at 22 to one. Anybody that you think could have some high upside to win MVP or is it kind of the top dogs who are already taking up a, a bunch of the win probability? Well, it's interesting on, on Mahomes because statistically, why would we expect he'd be that much better? I mean, he wins games, and th- but mm-hmm. the award is a lot about statistics, right? Yep. Uh, and narrative. So it's interesting because Josh Allen got the one first place vote that Lamar didn't. And it's actually someone that's on this network quite often and on Gil's podcast, beating the book, Aaron Schatz. He's a regular guest uh, of the podcast once a Mm -hmm. year. He's one of the rotating guests and and he took, uh, he voted for Josh and he was the lone dissenting vote. And of course took a lot of guff for that. Um, Josh Allen's interesting uh, because you know, he'll put up numbers and he'll put up numbers both ways, rushing uh, and passing the ball. But, you know, if I'm going to make a bet on MVP, and, and it's not a market I normally bet, I, I'm not taking less than 10 to 1 at this point. I mean, it's yeah. going to be a flyer and it's going to be a long odds against someone you think can make a run and get you into a position. It's very yeah. hard to do, you bet one of these guys at 5, 6, 7 to 1 and then say, oh, I hope then, you know, they're going to get down to 3 to 1 within three weeks. You know, no. but somebody can come out and uh, are you... It, even 12 to 1 on Jordan Love is ridiculously low, isn't it? It's it's as short. high as you are it's on it. It's a little short. If it was me. 20 to 1, would you take a look at it? 20, yeah. Yeah. 20, but 12. I mean, the ticket's not going to cash for like about 350 days, literally. So mm-hmm. I think it's that's too short of a price there. But I think, I guess, the advice for people out there who are looking to bet this market maybe a little bit later on in the offseason or once we get to the regular season, it's pretty simple. The last seven years, it's been a quarterback of a one seed. 
So it's like whoever do you think can be it's like you almost handicap it by like handicapping the teams first and then go into like the actual individual players. Who do you think has the capability of getting the one seed? Is their quarterback thought of as an MVP caliber guy? Because we saw that kind of come up with Brock Purdy this year to where there was such a debate about Purdy and like, oh, like he's not really the guy. There's so many surrounding pieces. If the quarterback is thought of as an MVP caliber player, I think that they can win regardless of the surrounding talent. Purdy just happened to be Mr. Irrelevant, so people held that against him. But I think if you're the one seed, if you're the starting quarterback, you have a chance to put up big numbers. That's pretty simple. That's that's what wins MVP. So whichever of these teams you think can get the one seed, I think that's kind of where you start out from. Can your Cowboys get the one seed? I mean, I they is can. Too, is it too soon to make you think about them? I, <laughs> I'm just kind of out on them, <laughs> honestly. I'm like, yeah, like they can, but at that price, no, I'm not betting it. I'm not betting that. So like, like love is a guy that I would be interested. I think love and Stroud are going to be the two popular guys that a lot of people like, like love. Obviously we all saw the way that they ended the season Stroud, the way the Houston Texans ended the season, what he was able to do in the playoffs. I think a lot of people are going to talk. Stroud's almost going to kind of be like the Lawrence of last year, where a lot of people talk themselves into Trevor Lawrence. I think Stroud, not to say that Stroud's not going to have a good year, but I think he's going to be a very kind of appealing bet for a lot of people at 14. Tank Dell will be fully healthy. Okay. He was huge. I thought he was big. He was huge for them. And and the loss was huge for them as well. You know, when he started to come on in the middle of the year and Stroud and and this team made noise and a tank Dell, I had to look up that he, he went to school there too. I don't even remember him playing in college that name, but he was great. He was out there for Dana Holgerson (laughs) (laughs) in that offense. No, I I, I do think that the MVP will be interesting, but I think right now it's probably a little bit early. I do want to ask you, though, about Coach of the Year. I once said it's my favorite market. Stefanski, the reigning winner at Coach of the Year. The favorite is Jim Harbaugh, plus 550 for the Chargers. Matt LaFleur is 8-1. to I think that's wrong. Raheem Morris is 10-1. to Steichen, Salah, McDonald, Ryan's 14. Sean McVay and Eberflus are at 18. And then Dave Canales of the Panthers is is at 20 to one. <laughs> He's missing a zero. Dave Canales. <laughs> is I th- he? I think I so. Mean, but how about Mike McDonald? How about Seahawks? I want to, I want to grill you though on Canales. Because well, you think Canales is a good choice. Well, I think this time last year, he I think winning it with six wins. Everybody would have laughed at you this time last year. If you said D'Amico Ryan's was a good choice. No, I wouldn't, you know, I, I, no, no one, that's revision, no, no one would have revisionist No, it's not revisionist. They history. had the second all lowest win total of any team it, in the league. It doesn't matter. We all knew what this guy could do for a team. You knew. Okay. We all knew. <laughs> you knew in advance. We knew. I didn't know they'd win the division or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that, but we knew that he would make them competitive in every game. We knew that. <laughs> we knew that he had a pulse, unlike their last coach. Uh, <laughs> McDonald's the guy that jumps out to you, though, for the Seahawks? I don't know. I thought I thought for teams that got new coaches, you could say the charge. But, I mean, Seattle was right there. To, to have mm. a playoff, they were, thought they were going to. They were a favorite to make the playoff before the year started. I, I think they still have a pretty good nucleus. I think they've had to address the defense in recent years. I, I think he did a great job in Baltimore. That's one of the reasons I tend to think it will be hard for Baltimore to run it back as a one seed, losing him, and they lose yeah. some key pieces too on that defense. Um, yeah, I, I, I would. If, if looking at this list, I would say McDonald at fourteen to one is the name that stands out to me. Once again, with these lists. I would implore people just kind of like look at the history of what typically wins. And it's year over year improvement. This year broke everything. No one knows what what is the award now. It didn't. What is the award? You win 11 games when your win total is 10. I mean, what is this award? If you have have four game improvement from year over year, you're eligible. Essentially, is what the The season win total is what this award should be based (laughs) on. But the voters are not looking at that. Well, they should look at it. But they don't. (laughs) They don't look at it. So it's like, like I agree with you that Cleveland 
expectations where they were a 10-win team. They won 11 games. But for a lot of people, they saw last year they won seven. Now they won 11. Like, that, that's how surface level it is. He had four quarterbacks. No one ever thought any of the quarterbacks were going to be any good. And he had a defense that played well at home. Oh, great. Flacco comes off the couch. He throws the ball 50 times a game. He's hey, coach of the year. That's comeback player he's, of the year, Joe Flacco to you. Pammy, can you can you tell us? Can you tell us? I'm not say give the exact number, but for your NFL awards betting this year, mm-hmm. how much money did you make? All in with all the tickets you bet and all the money you collected. I'll tell you during the break. I don't want to say it out loud. Well, people know you did very well. We did. We, we did very you, very well. You the capital did V north of fifty thousand in profit. I'll tell you after the. I, I, it's okay to tell people just, you did very well. I, I, I mean, I don't want the IRS to come after me. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what it is. a lot of people are signing these tickets. Probably. <laughs> Femi's got signers. <laughs> We're spread out. <laughs> but uh, I, I do think Harbaugh is going to be the interesting guy though at plus five fifty. It's just, they didn't win a well, lot of games. What are they going to have to do for it? I mean, but but once again, though, the okay, four again, game you don't improvement. Care about, you don't care if their win total is nine and a half or ten. The people I care. The people who vote don't care. You know who does a great job? Professor Aaron Moore, who was mentioned in the Vison Daily Newsletter today on a great article on he mentioned college. you. He did. He did. What, what was that line that he gave about you? The Jonas Salk. The Jonas Salk. Somebody I, said, I "Does that a, mean I've cured it?" I. <laughs> I think with the, the and Bill Berman, who's a good friend of Michael Lombardi, yes. brought this up. Yep, he, friend of the program. He clearly saw it's that you know Jonas Salk gave away the vaccine once that once he discovered it, and it's how I give away all this. Give it all, okay. give away all the great advice for relatively free. <laughs> <laughs> Relative. You do charge a little bit I, I, on the back end. I don't want the IRS coming after me. Hey, you know what? Nobody does. <laughs> Tax season's here, man. Oh, yes. Right. <laughs> you don't want them to come after you. Uh, OPOI, the favorite is Christian McCaffrey. He's the rating winner. And then the defensive player of the year favorite is Micah Parsons. He's going to be the favorite in this market preseason until he eventually wins it. I feel like that's the case there. I would not bet defensive player of the year or offensive player of the year right now. Just get, Well, actually, you know what? I'll amend that. Offensive player of the year, Pukunaku at 30 to 1, I think is interesting. Is there a market already for comeback player of the year? Do they There's put not. That? I was, you believe me, I was looking. <laughs> <laughs> believe me, we're going to roll that Flacco into the, into the market. <laughs> but what a market that's going to be this upcoming. Rodgers, I mean, you get Cousins, Burrow. There's a lot of bangers in that comeback <laughs> player of the year market, though, coming up. On the other side, though, lights out. Sean Merriman joins the show next. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbafe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app and use promo code VSEN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings. Femi Abebefe, Mike Palm here on a Friday. The Friday after the final week of the NFL Super Bowls in the rear view now as we turn our attention to many other sports. We're still talking football, of course, here throughout. We did a little NFL awards segment in the last segment. We still haven't broken down our Super Bowl bets. We can get to that in the next hour. We, we can get into that. Uh, how did Super Bowl go well for you? Uh, I hit four out of five bets. One nice. a little that's, lucky. That's a good day. One a little lucky. McCaffrey combined over, Got to, to, needed the overtime. Hey, hey luck or <laughs> great, it doesn't matter. It all cash is the yeah. same. So you'll go ahead and get that money there. I, know, I didn't have a ton of prop bets. I think I had about five or six. I just... It, it gets a little bit overwhelming at times, you know, with the Super Bowl, to, the menus. You have to be able to keep track of it to 
to sort of enjoy it. And plus there's live markets on this stuff too, to keep exactly. track of. Exactly. And I also didn't want to be looking at my phone the entire yeah. two week lead up, which is I mean, kind of what you got to do. If you're shopping around for yeah. the best numbers, you're just you're on your phone with all the apps up and it's not the easiest stuff to navigate. I know this is a very first world problem, but yeah, no, it just, it was, it was not for me uh, this year, at least for betting the Super Bowl props. I just kind of wanted to bet the, the side. I had a strong opinion on the side. I bet the chiefs and, and that went really well for me. So the, that was good. I enjoyed the Super Bowl halftime show. You're a big fan of Usher. Oh, I lost it when Luda came out. I'm a big Luda. I'm big a Luda big guy. Luda. Chris Bridges <laughs> You're like, is Luda. A, yeah, Chris Bridges is a tremendous actor. He really is. Yeah, we've all seen the, the fast end, series. The end of season eight, the final episode of Law and Order <clears throat> Special Victims Unit, where he plays Darius Rucker. That episode, uh, the best of the series in 25 years. There we go. Uh, well, joining us now. This man goes by the nickname of Lights Out, one of the great mm-hmm. nicknames in all NFL history there. Former All-Pro for the Chargers, the great Sean Merriman joining us here, the owner of Lights Out MMA. They have a big card coming up. We'll get into that in a little bit here. But, Sean, we appreciate you taking the time for joining us this morning. we got to start with, with Steve Wilkes. We were all surprised about this. The defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers fired <sighs> days after the team loses the Super Bowl. Do you think that this was a scapegoat scenario? Why do you think the Niners ultimately decided to dismiss their defensive coordinator? Well, you know, for me, uh, you know, Steve Wilkes, I don't know if you guys knew or not, but he was the uh, defensive back coach back when I was with the Chargers. So I know Steve uh, Wilkes pretty, pretty, pretty well. Um, Now, you never know what goes on behind the scenes, right? I don't know if there was an argument during Super Bowl. He called something that was out of line. I mean, there there could be a lot of moving parts behind the scenes that we see. But if they're saying strictly on performance, I don't understand that, right? you know, to my knowledge, I think they held Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in football, to under 20 points. Um, and, you know, Steve Wilkes also doesn't play special teams. That muff pump they had when the punt, the, the punt, the ball hit the guy on the punt that came down, and, and it was a crucial part of the game. So there's little bits and pieces that we don't know about on the back end, but if you're talking about strictly performance, that part I don't understand the firing for. I don't want to push back just a little bit. And, and your tweet got some uh, reaction as well. I, I know others were discussing, but I follow you. So I followed the whole string. Uh, I talked with Michael Lombardi yesterday, who's the namesake of the show. And he said when he went back and he watched the all 22 and took the time to do that, he said there were several times where the 49ers defensive players looked confused and didn't know what their assignments were during the game. Some of that falls on Steve Wilkes. Some of it falls on the players. But that could be part of this. <laughs> Yeah, and by the way, no doubt about that. Because before I jump out there and say, hey, it was a wrongful fire or anything else, there could be something behind the scenes that we don't know, right? There could be some communication. Maybe Kyle Shanahan came down and said, hey, we need to be in this situation. Maybe Steve Wilk said no, right? So there could be some underlying things that don't that we don't know about. As far as the guys don't know what they're doing on, on the field and some confusion, by the way, that's what Kansas City have done to almost every team at some point this time this, time this year. So there's a lot of confusion there's a lot of formations that they came out and you know caught a lot of teams on their heels. That's the greatness of Andy Reid. So I was a little bit shocked at the timing of the firing, right? Because I think that there's some uh, defensive, uh, you know, defensive coordinator vacancies that's open. That was open several weeks ago. That's not open now, right? And so if you make this decision now, there's very limited options. But I think he'll be an asset to anybody wherever he goes. We're speaking with Sean Merriman here, former NFL All-Pro. They played for the Chargers, former defensive rookie of the year, now the owner of Lights Out MMA 14. They have a big card coming up later on tonight. Uh, what did you make, though, of the Chargers? Obviously, they hired Jim Harbaugh. That's been going on for about a couple months now. 
I guess, do you expect them to now immediately contend in this AFC West division? Because they have now the two-time defending champions in that division as kind of the, 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 the standard that they have to kind of attain there with Jim Harbaugh now as the head coach. I, I think you hit it right on the head, right? Because without talking about the playoffs, without talking about the Super Bowl, anything else, the best team in football is in your division, right? So now you have to go out and win your division first. And if you, you know, one thing that makes Jim Harbaugh great and why he's been great in the past at, at just turnaround organizations and programs is he, he's about building blocks. It's not a, hey, we need, we're going to the playoffs. We're going to the Super Bowl talk. This is a, hey, guys, we need to get in the weight room in the gym today. We need to establish an identity, establish a, uh, you know, a physicality about who we are and, and really set the tone today. And that's what makes him uh, makes him great. Now, I, I understand the fans and everybody else excited for Super Bowl playoffs and, and how great they're going to be down the road. But great coaches like Jim Harbaugh is, is more in, is more impressed about what happened today with the team than it is, you know, 10 months from now. But I want to talk about one of the storylines of this year's playoffs, not necessarily um, the Super Bowl, but the, but the conference championship game. I really loved everything that Baltimore had done, come a very physical team on both sides of the ball. We've talked about how physical their defense, their defense was, and they had a good mix of running the football as well as passing it. But in that AFC championship game, second and four, all of a sudden they're throwing the ball down the field and really went away from the running game. As we look at the landscape and how tough this AFC North was, and now Joe Burrow comes back, what are your thoughts on Baltimore as a whole being able to, to get back to an AFC championship, win it, win that division, and your thoughts on Lamar Jackson and, again, the storyline in the playoffs, he wasn't able to get his team to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that nobody can do is take away the season that they had, right? I think, I think in my opinion, the Baltimore Ravens was the best team in football. You know, unfortunately, they ran into, you know, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. That, that's what happened, right? And, you know, it's no doubt about it, um, which – Kyle was a head scratcher for me that Patrick Mahomes really beat them with his legs in that Baltimore game. And you got Lamar Jackson on the other side, right? Mm-hmm. This, this a tremendous runner. And so when I talk about Patrick Mahomes and his greatness, we're also talking about his decision-making ability to run the ball and ice the game when he needs to. And you would have hoped that, you know, Lamar Jackson a few times just took off and ran and, and, and you know, kind of put the team on his back. Um, but they got a they got a great young team. I know Flowers had the, the taunt penalty. He fumbled, got the ball punched out as he was diving in the end zone there. But that that guy's ceiling in, in this in this in this in football is is through the roof. I mean, it, it's going to be you know what he's capable of doing. They they go get a running back. I think they're talking about uh, either Dirk Henry or Saquon Barkley. They're going to beef up that running game to give Lamar Jackson a little help. Uh, hopefully Odell is back. But they got a strong team to make another run this next year. Hey, Sean, before we let you go, please tell us about what you guys have going on tonight. There are Lights Out MMA 14 over at the Thunder Studios in Long Beach, California. It starts at 5 o'clock on Fubo Sports. Uh, tell us about the card and what you guys are excited about later on tonight. Yeah, we, we got a massive card. Uh, I would say we had weigh-ins the other day, and they got a little a little out of hand, a little Uh-oh. physical, um, <laughs> a little heated. Uh, but, you know, all good there. But we got a we got a big card tonight. Lights Out Extreme Fighting 14 will be live on Fubo TV, Fubo Sports at 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, more information, get lightsoutxf.com. We got some 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 guys that I believe are going to be superstars in the sport. A couple guys already fought in the UFC. Alba Morales, who's a, uh, I believe is a co-main event um, tonight, who fought in the UFC trying to get back to the UFC. AJ Hodgkins, I think, will be one of the first fights. AJ Hodgkins played linebacker at Oregon, uh, which with, actually with uh, Justin Herbert. 
around that time. So we, we got a big car, but more importantly, man, we're going to test out these, uh, these tech gloves tonight that can measure speed, power, punch, impact, and see if we can give the, the fans and the people in a da- uh, more data and information that's watching, uh, yeah. watching at home. No, that's really cool stuff there. And hey, a little bit of animosity is good in the fight game, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's all we want in the fight game. <laughs> Look, I'm in the fight business. I, I got no problem. Look, a little heated battle. So uh, it, it adds a little bit of a stamp on what's going to happen tonight. So you guys don't don't want to miss this one, 7 o'clock uh, p.m. Pacific um, for on Fubo. Awesome stuff there on Fubo. Lights out, MMA 14. He is Sean Merriman, former NFL All-Pro Defensive Rookie of the Year as well. Sean, we appreciate the time. Be well, man. You got it, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Sean. Good stuff there from Sean Merriman. Uh, interesting that's... Baltimore, I mean, I think that's a lot of people's takeaway. They were the best team in the NFL, but when it came down to it, they just didn't they didn't run the football, which I'm still flabbergasted about three weeks after the fact, but I guess hey, that's here nor there no more. Kansas City never stopped them running the football. They, oh. they stopped running it. They just they just stopped they running stopped it. Stopped running it. So stopped for themselves. all this praise, and I said to everybody, temper your praise on Todd Munkin, right? Yeah. Temper your praise a little bit. Uh, I thought he came up small in the big spot there in the AFC Championship. They played Panicked. that game like they were down four scores, not ten points. Panicked. Yeah, that's they the that's, that's the word that keeps coming up whenever I think about the game. They panicked. They lost it, and the Kansas City Chiefs now are two times. Meanwhile, Greg Roman, former offensive coordinator, going to play for the going to go coach for the other brother <laughs> at SoFi. Holy Spirit of Seeking in the house, baby. Herbert Reed option. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk some more NFL to start hour number two. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. We know you've been busy with football, which is why the VEASAN experts have just released our free NBA at the break betting primer. Get the free guide today and bet the NBA smarter with futures bets to make right now. What are you doing in the MVP market? Eastern and Western Conference analysis plus betting tips for the rest of the season. Visit VEASAN.com slash guide to get your free copy today. That's VSIN.com slash guide. Shout out to JBT, Kelly, Zach, working hard on this uh, at the break betting primer. This is the Lombardi line on the DraftKings network. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Palma joining us now to get us caught up on what's been going on in college basketball. The one and only Michael Calabrese, college basketball betting analyst over at the Action Network. Michael, we appreciate you taking the time and joining us as always. I'm looking right now because I want to kind of take the big picture approach before we get into Saturday's big games. Looking at the odds over at DraftKings, UConn's the favorite to repeat plus 650 co-favorites with Purdue at the same price. There, Houston's nine, plus 950, Tennessee see Arizona there at 12 to 1 Auburn 16 to 1 and it pretty much mirrors what Ken Palm has with their ratings is this a year do we think that the kind of the high end of college basketball is going to be where we get our champion or is it a crazy year to maybe a, a long shot might go ahead and cut down the nets ultimately by a uh, season's end I'm going to make the casuals happy with this answer it is a wide open year none of these teams in the top 10 can be trusted to win away from home and because of that I think there's tons of value for teams on the four, five, six line right now on bracket matrix to go ahead and try to grab a team 20 to one to make it to the final four, 50 to one to win the national championship. It's one of those wide open years. And also college basketball has been inching closer and closer in the past decade to teams being too dependent on the three point shot. And that is certainly true now. And you saw it in the tournament last year, Arizona and Purdue go out in the very first game against Fairleigh Dickinson and against Princeton because they couldn't make their three point shots. There's very few teams that are in the top 10 and also in the Ken Palm top 10 in terms of offensive efficiency that can move away from the three point shot. If it's not falling too many of these squads, they go three for 22. They throw their hands up from three point range and they just lose the games. So I'm looking for these teams that aren't three point dependent. How can they grind out wins? Because that's what March Madness is about winning those half court close games, you know, in terms of the the matchups and how they play out all the TV timeouts, all the stoppages. Can you execute offense in the half court and not just rely on a three point shot? That's why I think it's wide open. Interesting team in a very loaded Big 12 is Iowa State currently sit tied with Houston atop the division, atop the league at eight and three. And they get Hilton Magic tomorrow early in the morning hosting Texas Tech. Your thoughts on these on this game, Michael? Well, I love what they have at Hilton, as you mentioned, but I think you can go even further with them to potentially make the final four at five to one. All of their metrics on the defensive end are incredible. Their head coach is someone who's clearly able to game plan in a rugged Big 12, handle lots of different offenses and schemes. I think that's going to be critical to be able to game plan on short turnaround windows in March Madness. My only question for them is offensively. Do they have the guard play to potentially keep up in a game come tournament time where they have to play in the 70s or 80s? 
Lipsy, their point guard, has kind of fallen off the map at times, and that concerns me because he has as many single-digit performances scoring-wise as he does double-digit in his last 10. When he goes away, their offense kind of goes into a deep freeze, and that's why it's more situational dependent for me when it comes to the Cyclones. We're speaking with Michael Calabrese, college betting analyst of College Hoops over at the Action Network, talking college hoops here on the Lombardi line. Well, you mentioned it, though, Michael. You said that the 4-5 or five line might produce a national title. I'm looking at Brad bracket matrix right now and duke wisconsin illinois creighton south carolina dayton san diego state byu those are some of the names that are around there on that four or five range of those names who do you like the most to be able to make a deep run in march I'm going to go with the cop out here and go one line lower because I think by tournament time, they're going to bump up into that five line. How about Clemson and Colorado State, both 28 to one to make the final four? I think they're really interesting picks, particularly Clemson. You look at how well they played when they were making their shots from distance in the non-conference. Then they go into a deep freeze from three-point range, and I think they're finally coming out of it. I like to target teams where they've proven their ceiling. They beat North Carolina. They should have beat Duke. They have a tremendous player in the front court in P.J. Hall. I think they have that balance if they can just get a little bit of shooting variance to go their way from three-point range. And then Colorado State, if you're looking for a guard to put a team on his back for all of March Madness, you could do a lot worse than Isaiah Stevens. I think he's the best point guard in the entire country. And I brought it up earlier in terms of being overly reliant on the three-point shot. Colorado State only takes, um, you know, I would argue kind of a middle ground amount of three-point shots. They're 177th nationally in terms of three-point attempts per game. Yet, they're still able to score in the high 70s and 80s in a Mountain West conference that when you look out West, Mountain West is a better conference top to bottom than the Pac-12. So the fact of the matter is they're still in that race out there. They're able to score. Medved's offense is incredible to watch when it's cooking. If they can just get a little bit more out of Cartier on the low block, I think he's coming off an ankle injury right now. If he can get healthy for this stretch run, I really like the Rams. and I particularly like him at the price of 28 to 1 to make the final four. Michael, I know Gonzaga is not the Gonzaga we know from the past 15 years, but I was very impressed with St. Mary's uh, when they played Gonzaga. They've won 16 in a row, I believe. What's the ceiling for Randy Bennett's team this year? I think they're going to win both the regular season and the conference tournament. I think this the ceiling is very high on the team. I was actually surprised early on because I thought their roster composition was absolutely perfect. When you throw in Mahaney, I thought they had just enough on the offensive ends. And then they struggled a bit. They, they really were stuck in the mud through the month of December. But now they're playing that high-efficient basketball that Bennett's been known for. And I think overall they're going to be undervalued because they just haven't played in enough marquee games in the last two months. And with the Zags taking a significant and step back, I think they could be on the wrong side of the bubble come selection Sunday. I think the public perception is, oh, the WCC is down. How good could St. Mary's be? And from that perspective, I can't wait to play them against the spread in the first weekend of the tournament. Wow. I mean, Gonzaga's made the tournament every single year since 1999. <laughs> I can't imagine if the Gonzaga missed the NCAA tournament here. Well, Michael, let's get into Saturday's game. UConn Marquette, that's the big one out there in the Big East, the defending national champions. They're humming along. A lot of people think that they might be able to repeat come March and April. Uh, what do you make of them in this matchup against Marquette and Shaka? So Shaka always has my attention. The gambling alarms are going off whenever he is a road underdog. 11-4-1 against the closing number as a road dog since he took over at Marquette. And that also stretches back to his time at Texas and VCU. He's a master motivator and game planner, particularly when his teams can play that underdog card. So I'm going to put that aside. I actually think the number is just about right at seven. I do think it's going to move down to about six by tip-off. 
Even the money line, not quite as enticing as I want it to be at plus 250. I'm going to go with the over on 147 and a half here. My numbers call for this to be 152, and it's all because of tempo. Marquette pushes the ball in transition. They're 19th in fast break points per game. They're also the seventh quickest team in terms of getting shots up in the half court when they're playing against the shot clock. So not only did they go in full transition, but their secondary break, when Kolak has any opportunity to dive into the lane, kick the ball out for a quick three, they take it. I think they have to speed up this game to be able to take advantage of the UConn defense because when you allow UConn to get into their half-court D, their interior defense is so strong. They're second nationally in two-point field goal percentage allowed. So if you allow them to set up and to really mark everybody, you're behind the eight ball. So I think Shaka Smart knows that. They're going to play very, very fast. And UConn's the second slowest team in the Big East, but they have the offensive weapons if they choose to, to play at a faster pace. And I think they will. And I think in the ends, they're going to pull away late in Hartford. I'm hoping for some extra foul shots to push this over the closing total. Michael College Dame Gay for the fourth time is at Auburn <laughs> as they host Kentucky. You know, I was high on this Kentucky team early in the year. I said, but Calipari's finally got some guys that can shoot to three. They're going to be good defensive and rebounding. They gave up 89 plus point four straight games before they beat Mississippi. We all know about their three game losing streak at Rupp. Our Auburn to me is a high variance team, but an overachieving team from what I thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. Thoughts on this game and on both these two teams in the tournament? So I pause, you know, when I review both of these teams, because Auburn has been so good at home. Obviously, you're not going to play in March on your home floor. And also their guard play just leaves me underwhelmed. I know that Johnny Broom is tremendous. He does such great work on the offensive glass. Williams as well in that front court. They're going to be able to bully teams if that's the way that the game breaks down to a half court battle. But if it's guard dependent, you can see these guards really struggle to shoot from from distance. And I think that's their their main issue. Kentucky, you, you hit it on the head. Not only can they not get stops, but when they do, they can't rebound the basketball. The, the game against the Zags was enough to move me off of Kentucky for the rest of the season. That was a game I really thought that they were primed to not only win, but to win going away. And the fact of the matter is they're going to be a high variance team for the rest of the season. When you can score in the 90s, you can beat anybody. And when you give up 90 plus points, you can lose to just about anybody. So Coach Cal, I had faith that he was going to be able to get the rotations right when they brought big z into the defensive rotation as well as like you know maybe some things could change particularly on the glass they haven't so at this point i'm out on uk and as i said about auburn at home they're a play on team and it's a pass for me when they're away from the planes Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a red flag there, Kentucky. They're giving up that kind of kind of points that you'll lose to a mid-major doing that stuff in the first weekend there. He is Michael Calabrese. Check out all of his work over at the Action Network, breaking down college basketball, also college football as well. Who knows? Maybe in a few weeks we'll discuss what's been going on in some of these spring games with the coaching carousel never ending in the world of college football. But he is Michael Calabrese. Michael, we appreciate the time, man. Be well and good luck with the bets. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Michael. Big red flag on Kentucky there. St. Mary's. You like them good? They're good. They always they play so slow. Though. Uh, it's all right. You okay? I mean, Virginia won it eventually. So I guess playing slow doesn't mean that you can't win. I just, sometimes I worry about those kind of teams. If they get sped up, how do they adjust? But we got a lot of time to figure that out between now and March Madness. We'll get back to the football on the other side. It's the Lombardi run.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.